0: Welcome to the Married Christian Sex Podcast, a ministry of MarriedChristianSex.com, which is written by El Fury and Sexy Corte. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about things we've learned about sex in the first decade of marriage. If this marriage ministry is beneficial to you, please share it with one of your friends and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Sexy Corte and I have just celebrated an anniversary, and we have been married for over 10 years. So for this episode, we prepared some questions for each other. We're kind of going to go back and forth and talk about things that we have learned uh, about each other and about our sex life over the first 10 years of our marriage. So do you want to go first?
1: Sure, and I want to point out that we haven't... We don't know what each other's questions are, so this is going to we're going to be kind of thinking on the spot here.
0: All right, let's do it. Uh
1: my first question is, how have we incorporated play into our sex life and our marriage? And there's a part two. How can we introduce new forms of play into both of those areas?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So, I think We've been pretty intentional about incorporating play into our sex life. We obviously have a bunch of games that we've posted. Some have been good enough to get posted to the blog. Others just sort of devolve into silliness while we're doing it. Somehow early on, we realized that we wanted our sex life to be fun. And sometimes that meant it was silly or awkward or giggly or lappy I don't know but it seems like we haven't ever really taken it too seriously that we've always tried to have fun in our sex life so I think we've been intentional yeah we've had games we've done some role-playing we've done dress-up stuff I don't know we've done all sorts of all sorts of crazy stuff that have tried to make it fun and provide some novelty what do you think
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think I've just been thinking about the importance of play lately in in our lives and just how that's really relationship building. And and even with your children, you you play with your kids. And play is something that you could incorporate. It sounds childish, but you should incorporate that into your marriage as well because, um, I don't know, your relationship is... There is a play element to it. And I think that's where... Your memories are formed. Um, you brought up recently, like, that reenactment of Diana that we did, like the Greek myth where we just. Apollo kind of... and Diana? Apollo and Diana, where, I don't know, it was. I was like shooting you with a Nerf gun and we were running out around the house and it was completely absurd, but really fun. Um, so, those are the things that really, I think, create memories and sexual memories are really important to a marriage.
0: And I think a big part of that is letting go of your worry about being embarrassed or awkward. And I think that is a great strength of a marital sexual relationship. You don't have to worry so much about looking cool and suave because this person sees you in your best and your worst. And so you can just be silly and have fun. And I think it's great.
1: That's one of the best parts about marriage, though, is that the boundaries can can come down, and that's wonderful. Don't forget part two.
0: Right, part two. So, how can we add how can we add more play? Well, one of the things that I in, would enjoy doing more of is more role playing, and I know that you find <laughs> that to be awkward and silly.
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, that it's, it puts me out of my comfort zone, which isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: We should do an improv class or something and then try to bring, bring it into the bedroom. Mm-hmm.
1: You just want to have the open say yes all the time. <laughs> yes. And
0: <laughs> see, all right. You're, you already know the main principle. Okay. All right. I'll do my first question here. Since we have been married, what have you learned about your own sexuality?
1: I think I've learned that it's part of being human, and that's nothing to be be ashamed of, and that it's it's a really like fulfilling part of our marriage. It's something that um, I don't know. It does so many things. It it creates a, a bond between the two of us there's a shared experience there that only the two of us can understand but then um, it also can act as a reset button in a way just like when we've had um, had an argument or something we there's something about in engaging in in that that act that that um, I don't know I think it was in a river runs through it that we return to being gracious to each other or something like that and for some reason like yeah our our sexuality is is a part of a part of that I also have learned that there's an ever or flow or, or like the moon a waxing and waning to my sexuality and uh really paying attention to that cycle to maximize the benefit from it but then also be cognizant of it in in kind of the the waning moments where i can still like enjoy intimacy and just yeah um being aware of that how what have you learned about your sexuality since we've been married
0: I've learned how much I enjoy giving you pleasure and how much of a turn on it is for me to yeah, to, ple- to give you pleasure, to bring you to orgasm, to arouse you and to seduce you and touch you and turn you on and see your response to, to me. I never knew that before, um, how, how much fun it is to turn you on.
1: Well, that's a very good answer. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. My next question. How has our sex life changed for, you have to answer, for worse and for better since we got married?
0: I think it's changed for the better over the last 10 years. We've gotten more comfortable with each other. We can talk more directly about what we want and what we what we're doing I think that we've been able to maintain a good and sustained sex life over time how has it gotten worse uh, I don't feel like I get as much oral sex as I used to
1: <laughs> You still get a good amount Yeah there there is and and maybe that's where the almost I don't know if it would be worse that there there is i don't know when we were first married it was like we were on a mission to see how often we could do it or something um so i don't i don't know i feel like it's just it's matured or or like uh blossomed or something like there's there's a deepening to to the experience now so i do feel like that's how it's gotten better
0: Yeah i think that we've gotten better at having sex and the things We know what we like, and when we do those things that we like, it works very well. But also, maybe we get comfortable and familiar with the things that we like, and we're not as adventurous, maybe, as we used to be. But also, we have kids now, and time is harder, and all that stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that's a factor as well.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly can see how we we know it works well and so it is easy to just keep that that rhythm because we we know it will achieve the end result we want but maybe there's less novelty but we still incorporate novelty in on a regular basis just maybe there's there's less of it as we've gotten as we've been married longer
0: Well i think it takes time and energy to plan something novel and so we are low on time and energy sometimes. And so we do the reliable thing. So I don't know if that's so much a function of the passage of time as just the stage of life we're in.
1: Yeah, but it it is great that we, yeah, we have gotten better at having a sex like it's, it's I reliably orgasm like we we know we know what we like we still find new things that we like and yeah our communication about sex is great we we talk about it pretty regularly and um so I I think that we've gotten better at that for sure
0: all right you want to do your next question
1: it's your turn
0: oh it's my turn to do a question Mm -hmm. okay what have you learned about my sexuality
1: I think that the, so. My first thought when you asked that is that um, for you, quantity is quality, and and so that's I, I didn't know that because we before we got married we hadn't had sex, and so it's it's something that I guess we um, I'd never really thought about quantity being a quality all of its own, but um, but that's the first thing I thought of. You also well, and even how you answered your question, I. I can see how it turns you on when I'm turned on. And so I, I I don't know, it is really meaningful to me that like your arousal can be so tied up with mine. Yeah, I I love that.
0: So one thing I've learned about your sexuality in the past 10 years is how much work it is for you to have an orgasm and how (laughs) you have to really want one to want to put in the effort having an orgasm for me is very easy and fun and relaxing whereas for you it's a real investment of time and energy <laughs> to get it done
1: <laughs> definitely yeah it's like it's like a workout you know we I never regret exercising but there's there is a lot of work that goes into exercising and an orgasm. I never regret having one, but, um, there are times where it's like, oh, do I want to muster up the energy for this? And it's always rewarding, but yeah, that's, that's funny. What is your favorite sexual memory?
0: Well, that's one of my questions. Actually, no, I made mine a little more specific, so it's okay. You didn't steal my question. Okay. Okay. What is my, Favorite sexual memory, probably when we were at that castle on our honeymoon on the cliff, <laughs> and um, we we had sex in that in that ruined castle overlooking the cliffs. I'm being a little vague here for the sake of anonymity, but you know which one I'm referring to.
1: I do. That's funny because that was our honeymoon. Um, I want to say two things. Uh, There was a time we were on vacation and we were watching, we timed our vacation with the Perseid meteor shower and uh, yeah, we were on a, a dock in the middle of nowhere watching these meteors and that was very like, magical sexual experience. Um there's another time that will sound very boring because I can't actually remember any of the details, but it was um I remember the feeling though, because it was um I think there are moments in my life when I'm just so fully present that it it makes an imprint on me. And I don't know, we were just in our room doing our normal stuff, but I, I remember there was something about it that I had been just fully present in, in what we were doing and it invoked such a response in me that I, I remember just being like moved to tears when we were when we were done and I just I don't know, feeling really connected to you and really close to you and um and it's something it was like an ordinary time, but somehow became extraordinary just because of how like both invested in the moment we were
0: I remember both of those times the time on the dock was definitely something really primal and being outside just like my the memory that I recounted there's something about being outside and that that is so primitive and so primal that it heightens the sexuality somehow it's not about not about people or being caught or something it's about being outside in nature under the sky under the stars
1: yeah that particular one just it was yeah we were it was a warm summer night and just you could feel the breeze on our on our skin and we weren't worried about being caught or anything because we were in a pretty private area but uh yeah the stars were gorgeous and that, that was great
0: And I remember the time that you were mentioning there um, as well in our room. And it reminds me of another great sexual memory slash achievement when I gave you seven orgasms in a row. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was fun, too. Well, we had spent all night doing memories. Mm -hmm. Your turn for a question.
0: Okay, well, my question is similar here. And But it's specifically, what was your favorite place that we had sex? Mm. So, excluding the dock experience and not our bedrooms.
1: Our bedrooms. Like, okay. Okay. Um, I would say on vacation. Of course, we had great times in our honeymoon, but we were like newlyweds. And so, those were impactful memories. But vacation sex in the first like Aaron B&B we stayed at. And probably because it was, it was so exciting to be, I don't know, there's something about being away from home where it just heightens all the experience.
0: And that was the first time we stayed in an Airbnb and the kids were in another room and we had our own room. Yeah, It was amazing as opposed to staying in a hotel room with your kids and we would like hide under the blankets and try to watch Netflix on the iPad. We had our own room in the Airbnb and we could do whatever we wanted. Yeah, that was pretty fun. My favorite place was probably when we were on vacation for spring break in Florida. I think we were really, our relationship was really, you know, great. We were having a lot of fun on vacation, and we were just really into each other and having great sex, and it was fun to be, you know, away. And this particular time, we were in or near the jacuzzi and um, doing it. Doing it there. <laughs> and that, that was that was pretty great. So that was probably my best place. And if and when we go back to Florida, I look forward to that that's one of the reasons to want to go back to Florida is to reenact that experience again.
1: That specifically had some blowjob there. And that's so <laughs> you still get plenty.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Good point. Good point.
1: Okay, my question is, what does our sex life look like in 10 years?
0: I literally wrote that same question down for oh, my next so cool. question. What does our sex life look like oh, in 10 years?
1: You a different question. Oh,
0: dang it. Okay. <laughs> um, what does our sex life look like in 10 years? Well, in 10 years, we'll be very close to being empty nesters. Well, who knows how long kids live at home these days, but... We'll be very close to having all adult children. We can say that anyway. So I will anticipate that our sex life will be rejuvenated by all the newfound time and energy that we will have. And we will be able to plan exciting and fun activities and and have lots of time to kill. So we'll probably just be having sex like all the time. Because we don't have anything else to do.
1: Yeah, I kind of think that we will have more space in our schedules to to plan, like to plan a little bit more and to be more in, intentional in what we're doing instead of just like, all right, this is when it can happen, and let's make the best of it during this window of opportunity.
0: So, my next question: What is your favorite favorite sex gimmick or game or like weird toy that we found not just the egg vibrator or the bullet vibrator but you know gimmick or game or whatever that we've done
1: well we already talked about the diana and apollo one but what i liked about that is i didn't feel like it was so much i had to act on my part and so there was a role-playing element without me feeling like i had to be creative and interesting while we did it but there was also like it was a strong play element so i don't know i love it when you chase me <laughs> around and um and so there was there was like a physical element to it and so i would say that's been my favorite um as far as i feel like i should give another answer but i i do enjoy the truth and dare stuff i think that's really fun the trivia stuff is fun too but Um, Yeah, Truthender is probably my my next on the list.
0: We haven't done the Ty Tease trivia activity in a while. Is that something you'd want to do again? Yeah. Do we have to do Wheel of Time trivia now instead of Harry Potter?
1: Definitely not, because I couldn't answer anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, my favorite game or gimmick that we have done is probably Sexy Jenga, because we've gotten use out of it a bunch of times. So I've enjoyed that. Oh, but I've also enjoyed the under the bed restraint system, which we haven't used in a while, which I just thought of because of Ty T's trivia. And Ty T's trivia is also really fun. I would definitely do that again. And the wedge pillows. I enjoy a lot of these things, to be honest. So <laughs> it's hard to pick like a specific favorite. You ready for your next question? Mm-hmm.
1: This is my last question. What advice would you give to newlyweds embarking on their sexual journey?
0: Well, it's very mundane to say that communication is very important. So there you go. I would also say that they should really try to have a bias towards saying yes, and they should try to say yes as much as possible and look for reasons to say yes, look for opportunities to say yes to whatever it is that their spouse asks. You can always, you know, if you don't like something, you can always not do it again. But I would say have a bias towards yes. And then the third thing I would say is... Leave r- some for me. Okay. What would you, you say? And then if you don't say what I was going to say, okay. then I'll take
1: yeah. it. Take yeah. It. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say communication, but I, I will would. echo that because I feel like almost any question we get written into our blog, my first answer is, it seems like you should talk to your spouse about this. And so, yeah, that that's super important. But what I first thought I was just having and attitude of adventure and exploration and play because I, I think you, you have your lives to live together and if you have an attitude that um, we don't have to make this work perfectly and we have our lifetimes to discover and explore each other and what we like, then that will that will lead you to many exciting things.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I would also encourage newlyweds to make sex into a habit. We've written on our blog about making sex a daily habit. Um, But you need to find what works for you and for your marriage. And the point is not so much have sex every day. The The point is to create an expectation that you're going to have sex. Rather than sex isn't the exception, sex is the expectation. And then sometimes it may not happen for various reasons, right? but you want to create the bias and it goes towards the bias towards yes. You want a bias towards yes and a bias towards sex rather than it rather than sex being an unusual exceptional thing. My last question is what effect has our blog had on our sex life in your mind?
1: We have been doing our blog for a while and Um, I feel like, I feel like the fact that we do a blog like this is somehow this agent of accountability for, for us. And that's not like the reason that we try to maintain our sex life. I think we would try to maintain our sex life anyways, but, um, I don't know. It it doesn't hurt also having a blog about sex. (laughs) And, and so I, I think that it, um, helps us try to stay current or come up with like new, new ideas or new things to think of. Um, I, I think it's also really made me grateful for our, our sex life and just the way that we communicate and the way that we work together, because I, we get, we do get a lot of questions and, and, um, a lot of people are really struggling and it, it makes me grateful that, that, you know, I can empathize with a lot of those struggles, but it makes me very grateful for the lives that we we have. I
0: would agree with all of that. I think that the blog has given us a lot of great opportunities to have conversations with each other that who knows if they would have happened otherwise, but we've had great conversations in the context of the blog. I would say I don't think that we're We don't have any specific qualifications for being Christian sex bloggers. (laughs) We're Christians. we're married, we have sex. That's the name of the blog. But I don't know that we know more than anybody else. We are just open and willing to share and talk about it. And we really feel a burden for other married couples to have fantastic sex lives. So if we're able to contribute to that at all, we think that's a real blessing. We love seeing God work in the lives of our readers and listeners, and and I think we, if we just have even a small part of, of of God's work in that, it's very fulfilling, and so, like Sexy Corte said, we're very grateful, and it's fun and exciting for us as well. So, I think it's been a huge positive for our, for our sex life to be doing this blog and having these conversations and thinking and writing about this stuff.
1: Yeah, and I I can't remember if we've shared before just what prompted us to the to do this blog, but we were taking a marriage class at our church, and in one of the sessions we broke up with men and women and and talked about uh, sex in in marriage, and coming away from that just uh, you you especially hearing from the men, just they felt kind of hopeless, and so it, it just put a weight on our our hearts that marriage can be really great and the sex is a gift from God that that you should be able to enjoy and and share and it's an important part of of being married and we have hoped that being able to talk about it has been able to encourage other believers and their marriages just to to explore that and let it lead to deeper intimacy in their marriages
0: And, you know, people are always asking and wanting to find, well, what is God's will for my life? Well, I don't know what all God's will is for everybody, but we do believe that for married couples, it's God's will for you and for us to have a great sex life and that God is glorified in our marriage when we have awesome sex with our spouse. So it's exciting to be able to talk about that and be able to be a part of that. All right, so there are 10 things that we've learned from our first decade of marriage, and I hope we learn a bunch more stuff in the coming years. We hope this episode has been a blessing to your marriage. Please leave us a five-star review and join us at marriedchristiansex.com to ask a question or to share your ideas. Gnome under the Creative Commons license.